Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. I'm Jay Jones, and I'm here with George Mays. It's Free for All Friday, George. It is. It is Free for All Friday. Um, quite a bit of, of things going on to talk about. There is no end to the stuff we could talk about. Yeah. Um, let's... They kind of maybe have a, a theme that kind of connects together, at least yeah. today. It's kind of, and I think, you know, what we're going to talk about, there are several different different things we'll show and talk about, but redefining uh, what Christianity is or, um, or who God is. Right. That's kind of what the culture's doing today, even even many in the, in the, uh, the church world. Yeah. Redefining it or misrepresenting other people's positions. How about that? Yeah, misrepresenting people on purpose, <laughs> right? To to uh, to advance an agenda. People don't do that nowadays, do they? Oh, uh, they're all fair and honest. Yeah. Well, before we jump in there, I gotta I gotta ask you about this. All right, this is this is different. This is kind of disconnected. It's, let me pull this up. It's cancel culture. So, uh, I think I lost the article, but yeah, I did. Where'd it go? Well, it's true. You can look it up. Uh, Wheaton College. Wait, is it Wheaton? Yeah, where Jim Elliott was? Yes. Okay, Wheaton College. Mm -hmm. It took down a memorial to him and the other missionaries who were killed. Um. Because it had the word savage in it in mm. reference to the tribe yeah. that he took the gospel to. Okay. Canceled. Canceled. Take that Canceled. take that monument down. <laughs> right. It's too uh, it's offensive to have take, the word savage. Take down the monument of a man who was killed by these tribal people because he called them savages. I don't know, Jay. Well, the, I don't know that he called him savage. Oh, it just, the monument just The monument says, had the word, I think, okay. savage tribe. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Have you seen the End of the Spirit movie? Uh, yeah, I have. Capturing His Life? Not bad. Yeah. But it's, it's very interesting because, you know, it used to be that the point of, uh, uh, of <clears throat> Christianity was to take the gospel to people who had never heard it so yeah. that they could come. And that's what happened in this tribe. Right. The tribe was totally non-civilized. Yeah, so I, I just looked up the definition of, of savage on Google. Not domesticated or under human control, lacking the restraints normal to civilized human beings. Fierce. Right. Wild. Uh, uncultivated. I mean, that, that seems to fit with the definition of a tribe that, yeah. that murders people. Outsiders, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's just part of what's going on in the world today. They probably, probably today, the world will look at it and say what he did was wrong because mm -hmm. they were somehow in some pure form of right living in harmony. Yeah, with the I've seen, I've seen over and over again that Christianity is, um, you know, it's it's caught up in um, colonization, mm -hmm. uh, so it's spreading white supremacy because, uh, you know whites uh they wanted to colonize everyone because they thought they were superior well i think i've, I've seen that over and over again yeah well that uh, that's and that's what they're doing is they're and i think that's part of what's feeding the feeding it and mm -hmm. it's, what's crazy is it's at the seminary <laughs> right <laughs> i shouldn't refer to them as sa as savage people yeah well i mean they're i mean this he went well, this was not long ago when he was there right it's like maybe fifty years ago. Fifty. Well, I mean, we're we're in we're in twenty twenty one now, Jay. Right. So yeah. <laughs> you say fifty, and uh, that's not what. How that that would be that would be seventies. I'm I'm thinking fifties. Yeah, seventy years ago. Yeah, it was in the fifties, I think. But um, so here's a, a people. They're a, a Amazonian tribe mm. in Ecuador, right? Yeah. And they're living literally in the Stone Ages, right? 
Like, I don't think they work metal. I think, you know, this is yeah. stonework. Uh, they, I don't know if they grow their own crops. I don't know that much about them. But this is, I mean, just think about how civilization anywhere on the planet advanced. Right. Not just white civilization. Yeah. But civilization everywhere in Asia, in Africa, and I, here's a people that are stuck in you know, 3,000 years ago, mm-hmm. living. How is it wrong? Like, I'm just trying to get my mind around how they're thinking that it could be wrong, even if he didn't take Christianity there. Let's just say to bring them into civilization. Yeah. How is that wrong? They get modern medicines. Mm-hmm. Uh, their women probably won't die in childbirth anymore. They're not going to have infants die of preventable diseases. And there's all kinds of benefits, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't see how that's wronged. Yeah, everyone's so um, focused on trying to tear down the West um, nowadays. What What's so wrong with the West? Mm-hmm. I mean, with medical technology, um, like the cure to COVID is not being found in some remote forest. Like it's it's being manufactured by Western medicine, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, you would think that people would say we we do have it better than these tribes do. Why don't we take this to these tribes so that they can benefit from this mm-hmm. instead of saying this is white supremacy? Mm-hmm. We're just trying to colonize. Yeah. There, there was colonization. There, there was a, a, a um, you know, th- there were empires yeah. that were trying to expand their power and their territory. Right. But, um, but, but that's been happening for you know <clears throat> eons yeah it happened that's not, here that's that's not a that's not a right. white supremacy thing right it happened on this <laughs> continent before a white person ever stepped foot right the, yeah. the the tribes were constantly at war with each other right taking territory mm-hmm. stealing each other yeah uh, right <laughs> and this is this if you don't i mean that's just history the yeah. history of mankind is a violent history I mean, let's look back at the at the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Egyptians, the Romans, the mm-hmm. Greeks, uh, the Persians. Uh, this isn't this isn't a white supremacy thing. It's the just, Khans, yeah, Genghis, <laughs> right, hey, Genghis Khan. Do you know, like, almost everyone on the planet Earth right now mm-hmm. is related to Genghis Khan? Yeah, he's not white, right? He everywhere he went, he's like fathering children, and now almost everyone on the planet's related to this guy. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah, so I, just trying to make this into a Western thing, of you know, white supremacy. Everyone would just be fine if if white white cisgendered males would stop stop doing all this stuff. But that's that's a ridiculous, a historical position to take. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> it it makes absolutely no sense of of anything that we know from history. Of course, your history book's written by a white man, so you can't trust it anyway, Jay. Probably. <laughs> I mean, war war is not an invention of white people. Yeah. Genocide is not something that was just invented by white people. Slavery is not something that was invented by white people. Yeah. We're all sinners. We, we've all, throughout history, mankind has been enslaved to sin, and so they yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they hate God, and they hate other people. And so they'll enslave them, they'll torture them, they'll abuse them, they'll kill them. Yeah, yeah. I th- so I think today, I don't think Jim Elliot could have gone. Yeah, like I don't think he could. I, th- I don't think he could have done what he did, because I think they would have tried to stop him. They'd have put roadblocks up, like to prevent him from going, because they would say something like, "Well, they're in this pr- pure form of yeah. innocence, and you can't go there." <laughs> right. Um, it's it's like this this fictional account of. Um, the Native Americans mm-hmm. before the Europeans showed up as if they were living in some kind of utopia when they were warriors. Yeah. And they, they fought against each <clears throat> other. Uh, some yeah. of them were cannibals. Um, it's, it's this, um, 
you know, these this rose colored rose tinted glasses right that um you know this this kind of mythologized yeah the version of of uh yeah america before white people showed up right as if it was some kind of paradise yeah yeah that's not to discount that there were atrocities that were committed against the natives um here in this country um but let's not fool ourselves into thinking that they were right with God, right? That that they were innocent of sin. Um, and you know, uh, taking a high view of providence, we know that history is moving according to God's plan that that it's decreed. Um, so the gospel came over here, um, and it came over the way that God had intended for it to come over here. Um, as Christians, we cannot buy into this this idea that it's uh, it was just wrong for Europeans to come over here. Mm-hmm. We can't because the gospel had to come over here, or there would be no um, Apache or or Cherokee um, in the kingdom, right? And that that is unacceptable. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about. I went one time to a um, a Native American revival. Mm-hmm. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, there's a and so I'm like, there's maybe like two white people in there. Okay, I'm one of them. This um, this man's preaching. I believe he's Comanche, and they would sing hymns in their own language. So somehow the uh, like you could get the cadence that they're singing Amazing Grace. Okay. Uh, but I don't know the words. Right. Like, like, but they're singing okay. these Christian hymns. This guy, man, he uh, he starts preaching, and he's preaching about the providence of God. Okay. He was actually preaching from, from Acts, where Paul went and saw that the city was full of idols, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so he says, a lot of, a lot of you may be, um, have animosity in your heart, toward white people because they came here and took everything from us. Mm. And cuz this where we live is like the land of the Comanche. They were a big right. big plains tribe. So those listening might not know. They're a very powerful tribe. <clears throat> the most probably I think the most powerful in North America. Land and people and they had mastered horse warfare. Very interesting. But he said um, you know they came they took everything from us and he goes on this list of grievances that they may have, and he's and he says, you know what though, I'm glad that God sent them here to us, because if not, we would still be lost in our pagan idolatry. Right. And I was like, man. And uh, he's preaching this to all of these Native Americans, and yeah. he's thinking he's thinking God's providence because they're no longer pagans; they're no longer worshiping a false god. Right. But he's a Christian, right? right? He's a Comanche Christian. Yeah. Um, the world, though, would say they don't. Right. They don't believe in our God, right? So they say this. Yeah. They take the gospel to people. That's, <laughs> right. Why? Like, yeah. uh, uh, their God's as good as your God. Leave yeah. them alone. And and, unfor- and unfortunately, there's there are more and more professing Christians that are taking that that approach. Mm. Yeah. And um, that's. That's just forgetting the Great Commission. It's forgetting that we're supposed to take the gospel to the nations. Yeah. Um, it doesn't excuse the governments of the world from their evil. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, tra- the Trail of Tears. Well, you know, relocating. The governments uh, of this world in their colonization. Yeah. We're not motivated by the <laughs> right. spread of the gospel. Right. Like we've got to separate the two. Yeah. See, missionaries may have taken advantage mm-hmm. of the of the uh, of the infrastructure that colonization yeah. built, where they could travel. Yeah. But uh, the the nations themselves were motivated by greed right. and power. Yeah. By by that which drives fallen man. Yeah. Right. And. Um, so you have to be able to separate the two. Yeah, we to have, condemn we, the one and right. say it's we have not. To, we have to think more critically about this than the woke movement wants to think. Yeah, they're they're not thinking critically about this stuff. 
they're 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 just their first impulse is to cry racism and um that's that's throwing your brain out the window we we can't just we can't just fall into that and and lump everything together um we're we're going to talk about um this georgia shooting in in just a second and yeah. i just ran across a a story that <laughs> i'll i'll just kind of insert it in as we talk about that okay but uh, we we can't just we can't just lump everything into it it's all about race it's all about racism and um and forget you know the the biblical mandate for us to take the gospel i wonder if uh, if part of the problem is that the church and the state were so much aligned um back in the you know 15 16th 17th century I, right. I wonder if that's why it's so hard for people to to separate what the unbelieving government is doing and what Christians are doing. Yeah, maybe. It's because maybe. It, it, it so often right. went together. Yeah, and for us, we probably don't go there as easily because we come from right. the uh, Reformed Baptist tradition, yeah. which was not on the right side of the government. Right. Like ever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. So... Um, we weren't part of that yeah. church and state alliance. Our, that's not our history. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what do you got? What else you got today, George? That one was impromptu. Well, um, you know, there's a lot of things we could talk about, but uh, maybe we could talk about uh, Andy Stanley for a second. All right. Who is he? <laughs> Tell us who he is. Andy Stanley. And let's talk about him. Well, he's he's Charles Stanley's uh, son. We've we've talked about Andy Stanley on here before. Pastor of uh, North Point Community Church um, in Georgia. In Georgia, yeah. Well, this is a it's a big mega. It's a big mega church with oh, yeah. multi campuses all over the place. Yeah, yeah. He has an empire. This is uh, this is from last week. This is from the Christian Post, and the headline says Andy Stanley. Embarrassed as a Christian by churches that sparred with government over COVID lockdowns. You know, there's a lot of things to be embarrassed about. <laughs> but uh, that may not be one of them. Um, it's funny. I, I just chuckled when I saw the headline because it's like, are there Andy Stanley is embarrassed <laughs> from other churches taking right. a stand, but all the things that he's said and done, he's he doesn't seem to be embarrassed. Is their church still not meeting? <laughs> um, I don't know. It 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 said that uh, they announced that they wouldn't resume in person worship services until twenty twenty one. So I, I don't know. I, you know, with the way things are going, they probably still aren't meeting. But I don't know that for sure. So they've been shut down a year. Yeah, um, says that he is embarrassed by churches that engaged in quote-unquote spitting matches with state and local governments over COVID-19 lockdown restrictions, lamenting that far too many churches abandoned the mission for the sake of the model. Um, he said that um, the thing that has been concerning to me about the local church is how quickly so many local churches felt like we've got to get back in our building shoulder to shoulder doing what we've always done. It was the exact wrong response to COVID because we had an opportunity uh, of a lifetime to do new things, try new things, experiment with new things because we couldn't do the old things. And instead of focusing on what we can't do, we should have been 100% focused on what we can do. Uh, he said, I thought, wait a minute, we're the body of Christ. We're not in it to win it. As you're in it to win it, you've abandoned our New Testament mandate. We're in it to serve, and there is more need than there's ever been. Everybody's experiencing the same thing all at the same time. That's never happened before, not just all over our communities, our country, but the whole world. Um, and so he's, he's, um, he doesn't think that churches should have been so attached to the model of meeting together. Right. Um, that they forget that they can go out and do all this other stuff. And one of the uh, examples he gave is that they gave they held one of Red Cross's biggest blood drives at North Point. So they they didn't meet for church services, but they had a big blood drive at their church oh. with all these people coming in. So, um, so he's really big about uh, we got to go outside the church. We got to do all this 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 mission stuff outside the church. Don't be so attached to the model of, of coming and meeting together in the church. Right. And so he says that he's embarrassed um, that, that Christians have fought against the government 
over this stuff. Mm. Um, and I, I, I went to the end of the article and they start talking about Rick Warren. Mm-hmm. You know Rick Warren, right? Yeah. Jay? <laughs> Out of California, Saddleback Church. Um, he, uh, Rick Warren, in an interview, said that he rejects the notion that churches are being discriminated against. He posited that COVID-19 revealed a fundamental weakness in the church, which was that most churches see worship as their sole purpose. And if you take worship away, you've got nothing. They're in a hurry to get back to worship because that's all they've got. Um, but Rick Warren says that the church is built, not, uh, Saddleback Church is built on not one purpose, but five. Mm. So he says, you take one circle out, we've still got four other circles. We've got ministry going on. We've got mission going on. We've got fellowship going on. We've got discipleship going on. Those all stand on their own. And when I read that, I thought, he's never read, uh, he's never read John Piper's Let the Nations Be Glad. No, you, yeah, remember, you remember that yeah. fir- the first line of that book? Uh, it's something to do with uh, Mission, missions exist because worship because does worship not. does not. That's right. And here's Rick Warren saying there are people that aren't worshiping God. He should be getting their glory, right? And he's not. And so Rick and here's Rick Warren <laughs> saying that the fundamental fundamental weaknesses in the church was that most churches see worship as their sole purpose. <laughs> yeah. Someone should send him a copy of Let the Nations Be Glad. (laughs) I don't know, Jay. I'm just curious how they they do their other circles. I don't know. Like, how can you do fellowship when you're not allowed to be with other people? All right. How can you do uh, missions? How do you do missions when you can't go to anybody? Right. How do you do... uh, What's the the whole purpose of missions if it's not about bringing people into worship with the church? what's What's the point of missions? The I, I agree with Piper. Yeah. Missions exist because worship does not. The whole reason why we go out to the missions will come to an end one day. Mm-hmm. In the new heavens and new earth, when when the church is surrounding the throne worshiping, there won't be any more missions. Yeah. Because the sole purpose will have been realized. Right. The the worship and the glorification of of the triune God. Yeah. And so I just thought it was funny that that Rick Warren said that's that's not the sole purpose of the church. <laughs> so yeah. worship, well, when that seems to be the sole purpose of the church uh, in the Bible. Yeah, I think if um, they they don't understand the importance of of community and gathered worship, because what's systemic in a lot of these churches is they don't have real community, and that's why that people love those mega churches because you can go. Um, you can worship, you can do your thing, and then you can leave. Well, that's probably no, no one knows really anything about you. That that's probably why they they like doing the small groups and whatever you know fellowship. That's probably their small groups. They're probably still doing some kind of small group because they actually know who they're who they're talking to. They actually have real, right, genuine connections, and you don't have that in these these big mega churches. Yeah, and so. They can get rid of the big, the big services, and do the small stuff because they actually feel that connection, mm-hmm. the connection that they they probably don't feel in that in that big mega church setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more of a a flaw in the mega church model, right? Than, um, well, the the church doesn't need to meet in a building. Yeah. Well, they uh, released James or Coates, or they're going. They're to. going to, yeah. yeah. They're going to. They're gonna, and they're dropping all charges except for one. Except right? for one, yeah. Okay. Um, and the, and they're fighting that one. His lawyers fighting that charge as a violation of their chartered rights. Okay. Which I guess is their version of uh, First Amendment, maybe I don't okay. know, or the amendments. Okay. As enumerated in the Constitution. Okay. Their Charter of Rights. They're arguing that the charge they still have was unlawful. Okay. So you can't be charged with something for breaking an unlawful order. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. But people have been in crazy with uh, the James James Coates mm-hmm. stuff, man. Like the uh, Christians out there saying he deserves what he's getting. <laughs> you deserve what you get. Yeah. Uh, you're complicit in killing, you know, like people for <laughs> staying open and all kinds of nonsense, man. Yeah. You, I, ho- I hope that... If we're ever thrown in jail, that 
people will just keep their opinions to themselves. For real. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, even if you thought they shouldn't have opened, why are you rejoicing over a brother being thrown in the, into jail? I don't know. Like this is not this is not a an offense that deserves jail time, right? Yeah, to, to be <clears throat> separated from your family, your your wife and your kids. Mm-hmm. Like the only way they that his kids could talk to him was was uh, through through like a Zoom, yeah. a Zoom call. Yeah, like what what part of scripture lets you rejoice when a brother is is thrown into jail? Even if he, even if you thought, well, he should have just complied. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's wild stuff, man. You know what he did in staying open and self managing there um, is a gigantic uh, counter argument to everything all these governments have been doing because mm-hmm. their church has about three hundred people. Okay, <clears throat> so it's a decent sized church. And they had they had no COVID cases in their church. Well, they had two, but they they found out they they didn't catch it at church. They caught it somewhere else. Yeah. And so those people, you know, quarantined themselves. Right. And just to be safe, even they shut the church down for two weeks. Okay. Just to be overly cautious. And so what they would do is they would tell people if you don't feel well, even a little bit not well. Which is what we've been doing. Right. Um, don't come. Yeah. And guess what? Uh, they had no problems mm-hmm. this entire time. Right. And uh, I think what what it shows is mm-hmm. <clears throat> the government way overreacted. Yeah. With their restrictions, it's almost as if God's law is better than uh, human law. Mm-hmm. When God's law allows for quarantining of sick people, right? But not quarantining the masses of non-sick people. This whole thing, man, is when this is all over, there, there won't be anybody held to account, but hopefully we'll remember. We have short memories. Hopefully we'll remember this, like write it down. So much of this stuff is completely made up and arbitrary, mm-hmm. like the six-foot rule. <laughs> right. Who came up with that rule? Yeah. Well, now we know it's based off of science that's like over 100 years old. Um <laughs> A German? Did you see this? A German scientist? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I think it was around tuberculosis. Okay. And so he came up with that six foot rule. This is this is over a hundred years ago. Okay. And so they just came and and it just became like a social. It was a social contagion. Mm. There was no real science behind it, but the science scientists were telling everyone yeah. the six feet thing applies. Wow. And now, of course, you see there's actual data that's come out from these this study that was done on a school that had a three foot rule. Okay. And and uh, even Fauci admitted this. He had to because it's actual. It's documented data. The three foot rule schools did just as well as the six foot mm. uh, rule schools. Okay. And so what they showed is there's there's uh, six feet is it's just a made up number. <laughs> right. <laughs> it could have been eight feet. Could have been ten feet. Yeah. Uh, they didn't even know. Yeah. I think I think what the what they'll find out after this is this is over is they were making all kinds of stuff up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just trying to keep, they're trying to keep people safe. Right. But, right. um, Just freaking out. Yeah. Hmm. And so, I, I mean, you know, one time it was no mask for Fauci. Right. Then it was, yeah, masks. Yep. Now it's now two it's, masks. Now it's double mask. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So it's, man, it's, it's crazy. And people just go along with it. We got to get back to critical thinking. We got to get back to not just accepting what we see online, mm. just hearing, you know, the experts I w- say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want to know when this is over. I want to know for a fact, because, you know, there's going to be other strains of, of this, right. other versions. Yeah. They've got to they've tell us. I don't know how we get this information. When someone coughs, is COVID aerosoled? Because if so, it hangs in the air for a long time, and a mask will do nothing for that. Because yeah. some, like somebody could cough, and then you know, ten minutes later, you walk by, right? It's still hanging in the air, and you breathe it in. Mm-hmm. So I want to know how. We need to have those answers. Yeah. 
because we just cannot live like this forever. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. I mean, I think Oklahoma and Texas and like we've had enough. We're mm-hmm. moving on. Hey, Jay, if you if you just if everyone just does their part, the government will allow small gatherings on Fourth of July. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> we need a camera that catches your, your your facial expressions when I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the most ridiculous things. Yeah, and these speech writers they write it with a straight face. Yeah, you think they're just like, hey, you think that people will buy this? <laughs> if we have the president say, if we're if we just all do our part, we can. Maybe have small small barbecues on on Independence Day. People have lost their mind, man. They've totally lost their mind around this. I mean, you've got they don't care about freedom anymore because you stay at home and just binge watch a TV show and you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. As long as you, I think that the government could do whatever they wanted to do if they just kept sending people checks and saying just stay in your house. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think there's a lot of people that would be like, it's like cool. the gladiatorial game. The games, man. Yeah. Have gladiatorial games. Give them bread. Mm-hmm. Give them violence. Yep. They won't they do anything. They don't care, they don't if care about anything else. They don't care if you've stripped all of their freedoms away mm. and they are basically slaves to the government. They don't care because they've just been so dumbed down by entertainment that they just don't think about this stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting times for sure. You, you wouldn't think that uh, Americans would roll over as easily as they have yeah hey you want to talk about uh the the pope again don don lemon don lemon's responding to the pope so uh the vatican um earlier this week i believe uh they uh they came out and said that uh priests cannot bless same-sex unions all right Right. Now, this Pope is all over the place. I mean, he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth. Um, well, well, I imagine, I mean, we don't know what goes on, but I imagine there was an, there were enough cardinals. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of politics that, going that, on. That were able to apply pressure. Yeah. Because there's, there's, they have a way to remove popes, right? right? Yeah. I'm sure they do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know and, historically they have, and they pr- probably <laughs> what what began to happen was he saw that he had overplayed yeah. the progressiveness of the rest of yeah the uh, cardinals. That's my guess. Okay, so uh, so anyway, uh, the Pope Vatican said can't bless same sex unions. Don Lemon, who is a CNN, um. Host, I don't even know what show he he hosts. I don't know. Does he have his own show. I don't know. Uh, he is a he is a homosexual. Um, and he went on the View and he was asked about this. Yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. I think I've got it. You want to cue it up? Okay, let's let's see. It. Well, Don, on a, to pivot, you got engaged to your fiance, Tim, in 2019. <laughs> and this morning, and you guys are so cute, we learned that the Vatican has said that the Catholic Church won't bless same-sex unions, quote, since God cannot bless sin. They go on to say that this does not imply a judgment on persons. But I want to know, do you think this sends a damaging message? And how do you feel about that, given that obviously you are now engaged and going to get married? Well, I think there are, listen, I respect people's right to believe in whatever they want to believe in their God. But if you believe in something that hurts another person that, or that does not give someone the same rights or freedoms, not necessarily under the Constitution because this is under God, uh, I, I think that that's wrong. And I think that the, the Catholic Church and many other churches really need to reexamine themselves and their teachings because that is not what God is about. God is not about hindering people or even judging people. And to put it in the context of race, I find that, uh, you know, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said the most segregated place on earth, uh, time on earth was 11 a.m. on a Sunday morning. So I think that religion (laughs) and the pew keeps us from actually, they're barriers from people actually getting to know each other. So I would say to the Pope and the Vatican and all 
Christians or Catholics or whomever, whatever religion you believe out, you, you happen to belong to out there. Go out and meet people and try to understand people and do what the Bible and what, what Jesus actually said, if you believe in Jesus, and that is to love your fellow man and judge not lest ye be not judged. So instead of- <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I, love, I love his, uh, yeah. his little butchering of that verse. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see how he, uh, he just threw race in there? Yeah, yeah. All of a sudden it's all about race again. Well. The homosexual community has linked this to race, yeah. Because what they're trying to do is, I, it's, I mean, it's it, the it's the modern civil rights movement, right? Yeah, yeah. They're trying to tie it directly to, I mean, it's I mean, it, it comes up in that in the Truman book, the Triumph of the Modern mm -hmm. Self. Everybody's got to try to start reading reading that book so you understand how we got here. Yeah. But the worst thing you can do in this society is hurt someone's feelings, <laughs> right? And so. What they've done, though, is they've tied homosexuality to their identity mm -hmm. in a way that a black person is black. Yeah. Right? That is, that's who they are. And um, so what they've done is, you know, they tied it to, this is me. Right. And this is my identity. I was born this way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and yet, gender is fluid. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it, it makes right. it, there's so many contradictions yeah. in this so, worldview. But you notice what he did. Yeah. What else he did mm -hmm. is he's he's the most arrogant man. He, you want to see what arrogance looks like? Yeah, play that clip. How arrogant do you have to be to tell uh, Christians? Yeah, you need to reevaluate. You don't know who God is. Uh -huh. <laughs> I'll tell you who God <laughs> <Right>. is. <laughs> What Christians have done yeah. for the last 2,000 years, mm -hmm. that's not who God is. You guys don't know really what God's like. Right. Well, did you, did you going back to what he said at the beginning, I respect everyone's opinion on, on their view of, of God, but, right? right? <laughs> but they need to reevaluate their teachings. Right. And the, the, the assumption that's underneath all of that is that these teachings are man-made, mm -hmm. that they're not from God. And uh, don't don't miss that assumption. He says that I I respect anyone's view on God, but if you hold to a position that doesn't allow equal rights under God, then right. you need to reevaluate right. your teachings. Um, and so we would push back and say these aren't our teachings; these are teachings that come straight from God. Right. Um, so he likes to he like he liked to throw out that uh, uh, Matthew seven one, mm -hmm. don't judge, right, and ignore the rest, everything else, everything else, and tell us that's not what God's about. Mm -hmm. He's not about he's not about hindering people, Jay. He's not about judging. Mm -hmm. He just wants everyone to to get along. Get get out of your pew, Jay, and go. Go meet some people. Mm. Get to know them, because if you get to know people, you'll change. You'll change your teachings. Right. What they don't. Here's what they don't want. They. It, it used to be, you know, and I and I've known people that have been homosexual, and we've had friendships, um, even respectable. Like we respect each other, knowing full well what, what I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But what they didn't what he what they didn't want is for me to completely abandon Christianity and embrace uh their their lifestyle, their view of, yeah. of reality. That's where we are now though. We're not there anymore. Yeah. Where we are now is full capitulation mm -hmm. to our worldview and total denial of historic Christianity. Yeah. Or you are a bigot. Right. And you're a hater. Yeah, it's redefining what even it means if, to be a Christian. Even if your whole life you've done nothing but respect other people mm -hmm. as created in the image of God, yeah, as valuable, um, now that doesn't matter. Uh, it only matters if your ideology is totally conformed to theirs. Right. Yeah, and it's um, it's just this, like you said, this arrogance. You guys don't know what God's all about. You need to change your teachings, mm -hmm. as if Christianity isn't. I, I would say it's the oldest religion, obviously, because 
it, it stretches all the way back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it has, for its entire existence, said that homosexuality is not the way that God created um, men to behave. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a, it's a rebellion against God's good design. And so for him to say, you guys need to reevaluate it's just it's just ludicrous people want to redefine and we we've talked about this before they want to redefine what it means to be a christian they want to say i'm a christian but i don't hold to this view on homosexuality i i think that i think it's okay and god doesn't judge well it just gets back to what's going on in our society today and we forget and this will come up in the sermon, we forget that there is a supernatural enemy. And I think it's clear we're beginning to see kind of what the plans that he has laid out in America, at least for um, his tactic against Christians who would hold to traditional Orthodox Christian teaching of the past 2,000 years. That is like that the Bible is inerrant. We follow what God says. And... um, we can see what's happening, and, it, and part of it is the culture is labeling that as hateful. Mm-hmm. It's hateful. It, it's uh, you're a bigot. You're a hater if you believe it. Not only is it hateful, you're a hater. You're a bigot. You're part of the problem. And now we're even seeing it uh, called white nationalism. Right. So even those who would be. Uh, this is what's crazy to me, is there are plenty of white evangelicals who were never Trumpers. They opposed Donald Trump. Yeah. The whole time. But because they're historic Christians, mm-hmm. uh, let's call them historic imputationists, okay. because they believe in penal substitutionary atonement. Right. Um, really, they're just Christians. Yeah. They'll say you're white nationalist. Mm-hmm. That's white nationalism. Well, no, that, that's just historic Christianity. Yeah. And there are actually a lot of black people that believe that right. as well in, in America. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that's what they're doing. And and they're all setting it up. Uh, well, they're not. They're being, they're, uh, being used. Yeah. I mean, we're engaged in spiritual warfare. This is a known, a known uh, reality. They're doing the same things, though, I mean, that uh, have always been done. Uh, through all Christian history, right? Well, uh, Christians are actually the bad guys. They're uh, they're they're the ones, and they make up all these like rumors and lies about Christians. Uh, they're cannibals, you know. Yeah, they're, that's what they'd say about the early church. They're cannibals. They're involved in incest. <laughs> that's what they're the cult, Roman culture is saying about Christians. <laughs> and then, of course, when something bad in the city happens, who do they blame? George? Yeah. It's the Christians' fault. Yep. They won't worship our gods. Right. It won't rain. Uh, they won't worship Jupiter, and and it's their fault. We have no crops this year. Uh, it's the uh, cannibal incestuous people. Yeah. And so today you see something something similar is happening. Right. Like it's starting to roll. Yep. Well, you want to talk about uh, this tweet from yesterday? The uh, the uh, move, move into uh, this uh, this shooting in Georgia. The Georgia one, sure, because mm-hmm. it plays right into that. I yeah. think, but except for this time, the fire's coming from other people that say they're Christians. Right. So yeah, let's just go in. Let's go into that. Okay. So there was um, there was a shooting in Georgia. Yeah. Was it two days ago? Mm, yes, I think so. Um. So this guy went into a massage parlor and killed um, six Asian women. Mm-hmm. A couple? Did he hit a couple different ones or just one? Um, I'm not sure. I think he hit two. Okay. Um, which is atrocious, right? Uh, but we've got some people that are they found someone to blame, and it's yeah. an interesting one. <laughs> Well, the first, before we jump into there, have you seen how quickly they're trying to make it a race thing? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so... When uh, the guy himself says, I did not do this for race. Yeah. So uh, this is the story that I I 
just found okay. uh, off of the blaze. <laughs> it's, uh, the headline is, Georgia mass killer said shooting had nothing to do with race. Trevor Noah, the host of The Daily Show, Trevor Noah says it does, but the suspect just doesn't realize it yet. So he kills six Asian women. Um, the guy says it's because of of uh, he's he's struggles with sex addiction. Yeah, right? he has a sex addiction. Now I don't know because they haven't released the facts because they they said they don't want a victim blame. Yeah, someone asked <clears throat> the authorities, are people able to acquire sex at these places? Yeah, and they said they weren't going to comment on that because they didn't want to get involved in victim blaming. Yeah. Okay. So that tells me, I mean, if, if the answer is no, they just would have said no, mm-hmm. right? Right. So did this guy apparently, is he saying that he trafficked these places? Yeah. And that's, he's taking out like uh, some type of strange demented revenge or something because they are tempting him? What is he saying? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um. He he said it was because of addiction to sex. Uh, but here's Trevor Noah. He's saying, "Look, you killed six Asian people. Two white that's, two white women and, died too, yeah, though. Yeah, eight, yeah. He killed eight people. Uh, he says, look, that's racism. Yeah. It's interesting that they and we you didn't even have to watch the Grammys to know some of the stuff that that happened." some of the performances right. that were just, I mean, they, they were just atrocious, mm. um, sexually explicit. Yeah. Cardi B did, did uh-huh. her uh, famous song. Yeah. Um, she raps about her, uh, well, let's, <laughs> she's rapping about herself. Yes. In the most grotesque manner possible. Right. Let's say that. Right. <laughs> I gotta rein you in sometimes, Jay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, on, and it's they, on primetime TV. Right. But they, they just excuse that. They just, ah, that, that has no effect on people. Hypersexualized. <laughs> she, she's, that, that has yeah. no effect on people. It's all about race. Mm-hmm. And so they think that everything is racism when I, look, the sexual culture in which we live is, I, I think, a thousand times more damaging than um, any racism right. in this world. Um, I, I don't know the whole, I don't know the whole story, but just because he kills, um, he goes into a massage parlor and, and kills Asian people. I, I don't know if that's, you know, ultimately about race, maybe hold off on that. Mm-hmm. When the guy is saying it's because of sex addiction, right? And maybe, maybe we should be questioning what's causing that. What's causing that? And I don't know. Maybe um, you know, people being addicted to sex actually maybe, is a problem. Maybe it's the hypersexualization mm-hmm. of everything, right? The bombardment of hypersexuality everywhere, the objective objectification of women in everything from advertising. Uh, magazines like you just go check you go check out right at a at a grocery store well now your little boy is going to be exposed to all kinds of crazy images of women yeah it's just total objectification of women in our culture it's saturated with yeah. it so trevor noah goes on to say this this guy didn't go and kill these women by mistake he knew what he was doing and it's so frustrating to see this keep happening in america over and over again america sees things coming and it knows something is going to happen but it does nothing to stop it but then it's all in on saying oh it's so tragic who who could have predicted this tragedy anyone who is looking at it could why are people so invested in solving the symptoms instead of the cause? America does this time and time again, a country that wants to fight the symptoms and not the underlying conditions that cause those symptoms to take effect. Racism, misogyny, gun violence, and mental illness. And honestly, this incident might have been all of those things combined. You know, it's the one thing that he didn't say it mm. could have been. Right. The one thing that the guy says that it was about. Right. <laughs> and, and I don't know... How do you fight racism 
Like he says, you, you can't fight the symptoms, you have to fight the cause. Mm-hmm. And he says that the cause is racism in America. What exactly is he saying needs to be done? Like, what do you, what do, you do? How, how do you stop racism in this country? Uh, well, they have no answer for it, obviously. <laughs> right. As I said, I, I preached a sermon several, several years ago on racism and how um, only Christians can condemn racism as consistent with our worldview. But those that are secular, um, like I'm, I'm assuming him, and the rest of uh, rest of the world, they have no way to they have no way to condemn it because mm-hmm. they're the cesspool that gave rise to it. Right, right. Racism does not emerge out of the Christian worldview. Racism emerges out of materialism. Yeah. Atheistic materialism gave rise to racism. I mean. Are we? Are we? Uh, and we're not going to cancel Charles Darwin. <laughs> right. We're canceling everybody else under the sun, but we're not going to cancel the one guy <laughs> who wrote literature yeah. and literally influenced yeah. all of the West into thinking white people were more superior than every other race on the planet. Right. That's Charles Darwin. Yep. But we're still going to embrace his ideas. Still, still teaching it in public schools. Yep. Whatever you do, please don't tell me that this thing had nothing to do with race. Even if the shooter says that, he thinks it has to do with his sex addiction. You can't disconnect his violence from the racial stereotypes that people attach to Asian women. This guy blamed a specific race of people for his problems and then murdered them because of it. If that's not racism, then the word has no meaning. Uh, again, jumping on, jumping before you know all the facts. Right. Maybe, and I'm not saying it's true. Maybe they were sex workers. Well, there's but even even listen, then, listen, even even then, I'm gonna that, give that you doesn't one. that doesn't condone this guy oh, no, killing no. them. Of course, it, of course, but, it doesn't condone. But that also doesn't mean that it was racially motivated. It may have been sex addiction. Right. That's that's not an excuse to to murder people. That's yeah. not an excuse to go and shoot up a, a massage parlor. But. I don't think that people should just quickly jump and say, this guy was a racist. Yeah. I'm going to tell you just a straight-up story. Now, this is not to try to blame these victims in any way. I'm not doing that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just to tell you about how hypersexualized our culture is and how, yes, there are massage parlors with Asian women that are propositioning people. And they're in every military town. Every military town has a uh, like a barbershop and the barber shop probably has a massage parlor and there's prostitution going on that's in every military town okay so there's a i'm not going to use the name of this location but i used to get my haircut at a place right off a of post and the reason i'd go there is go so fast i could get my haircut in be in and out in literally like five minutes short military cut so I'd come in sometimes on lunch and then go back and I'd get my haircut there for several years, and then people tell me, "Oh, you know, you know what else goes on there, right?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I've never seen anything like that." They're like, "Well, there's a different side, you know. That's because you, you go in this door. The other side of the, the building has another door." Hmm. And I'm like, "Okay, well, so one day this person cuts my hair, and uh, they go down into my ear. They're like, anything else for you today?'" And I'm like, "Uh, no." And that's it, man. That's the last time I went. Last time I went there, it's when I was propositioned. Wow. Hmm. So, and there, and and the person that ran the whole thing, right? It was not a man. The whole thing was ran. It was run by women. Hmm. Um, so, I mean, we can't we can't even say all of this uh, stuff that's going on in our culture with uh, women and and sex trafficking and objectification of women. That's all driven by men because some of it's driven by women. Okay. All right, so Trevor Noah's bl- again. Uh, do I need to requalify? It's not to victim blame, right? Don't know if that's what happened there. Yeah. Um, again, we don't. We don't. It, it just happened on Wednesday. He killed because he's a murderer, right? He's a murderer at heart. Mm-hmm. So it's it's his fault. Yeah. Um. Um. And it, it, this just happened on Wednesday. We don't have any of the facts, right? Um. But Trevor Noah just immediately, and and he's not alone, he just immediately jumps on race. But there are some people on Twitter that are jumping on something else. 
Is it? But was it racism when uh, black people keep knocking out Asians? <laughs> right. I haven't heard people decry that as hate crime. Right. Have you? I have not. Because that's been going on all it over. It has America. been going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's only when, it's only when white people do something that it's race related. Well, that's because they have redefined what racism is. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's not so much about race. It's about power. Right. And so the uh, the majority, the hegemony, right? They um, they're the only ones that can be racist. Right. And um, so. You you can't. I, I've seen I've seen people defending that on Twitter, saying that black people can't be racist. Mm-hmm. Well, like Trevor Noah said, you, you maybe know, maybe if if that's not racism, then racism okay. doesn't have the, you know, the word. You know, doesn't mean you know, like last week, one of those Asian men died, right? Oh, really? Yeah, dude walks up, just blasts him. Mm. He died. Did you hear about it in the news? Mm-mm. No, you didn't. It wasn't all over the the world as a hate crime against Asian people. Hmm. Well, uh, we want to talk about this tweet. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. Why not? Why not? <laughs> it's are such you, are you, it's such a weird it's such a weird way to go. Like okay, I gotta pull this up. All right, and with, we can show it with uh, with with the woke movement. Trevor Noah immediately jumping to race. That makes sense. But uh, this tweet here from other from from uh, from Christians from someone who claims to be a Christian is which one do you want me to show? Bizarre. Let's because there's Jamar Tisby and there's the uh, get, Del, Den Hollander. I don't know if I've seen. I don't know if I've seen the Jamar Tisby one. Yeah, it's it's right in the same. You know, let's look at Rachel De Hollander. Okay, sit with it. That one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's see this one. Okay, I, I got it. Can you switch over to the screen? There it is. That one? Is that the one you're talking That's about? That's the one I'm talking okay. about. All right, so she's she's retweeting um, this writer from The Atlantic. Yeah. And he says, not incidental, mm-hmm. Atlanta murder suspects SBC Church belongs to Founders Ministries group that claims white fragility is pro-racism, calls critical race theory godless and materialistic ideologies, equates women preaching with abuse. Mm-hmm. And she has a whole thread on on this. Um, you can switch it back off of there. All right. So, but, she, what, but what she does in this long well, thread? Let's, let's let's read it because not everyone's watching. So she says, "Sit with it." Everyone is comfortable with slippery slope arguments until we're discussing how the tone, tenor, and ideologies can be a slippery slope to extreme conclusions and actions. All yeah. right. So let's follow her logic. Yeah. This guy who murdered eight people, mm-hmm. went to a SBC church. Well, this, I don't, we don't know if he actually went there. Right, we, know we, he, we know he used to go we there. We know he's connected to it in some way. He went there in high school. Okay. We know that. That SBC church belongs to the Founders Ministry, mm-hmm. which simply means that their name is on the website. Right? Right. Um, and Founders Ministry has been openly opposing critical race theory um the they're strong f- feminism in the church they're right. they're against women preaching they're to men they're strong components of complementarianism right. right so the logic is because this is what founders teaches this is what ultimately that leads to right is killing asian women yeah <laughs> When you showed me that, the first thing I thought was someone needs to take a basic course in logic. I think she needs to be put under church discipline. Yeah. If her church does not put her under church discipline, they don't have a real church. Yeah. Uh, Christians don't sue people, sue each other, right? Uh, we're right. commanded, we're commanded in the Bible mm-hmm. not to sue each other. Right. So the founders isn't going to sue her, but they could. Yeah. If they if they were just secular, the that this and all the other tweets. There's other tweets as well. Yeah. Um, they they could for sure file def, defamation suit yeah uh, against her, um, but this is a this is a non sequitur. I mean the the logic it simply is it does the conclusion she <laughs> these people are making simply does not it does not follow mm-hmm. <laughs> what they what they want it to say. Um, for one, 
Um, we don't know what this guy's involvement with this church is. Right. I know that the church issued a statement, mm-hmm. um, but I don't know what his involvement was. All right. Um, second, to be listed on the founder's website requires one person to go onto the website, say that they agree with one of these historic Baptist confessions of faith and click a button mm-hmm. and you're on a list. Yeah. Right. Um, that, <laughs> so the connection between this church and founders ministry, it's not there. Probably really, really loose. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably really, really loose. Um, and then finally the, the idea that, um, founders holding to biblical Christianity, like you said, leads to murder is just absolutely ludicrous. Yeah. As as if this guy learned about going in to shoot up a massage parlor from his from his church. Right. Like they're teaching this. That that's that's, that's outlandish. Insane. It's, it's outlandish. Yeah. It, it it simply does not follow at all. Right. Um and, and for anyone to retweet this stuff as if this is because of founders ministries teachings it I, it's moronic you know what i think is insane about this <laughs> what's so weird and this is why i say there's a spiritual component of this these people don't understand how they're being played yeah by our by our enemy um if a person becomes radicalized at a mosque mm-hmm. by the teachings right of muhammad yeah Right in his own words, yes, and they take them literally, and they go and kill a bunch of people. Everyone will say, "Don't connect the dots here." <laughs> no, 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 no. You can't say yeah. that he was motivated by uh, by the Quran. You can't say that he was radicalized by this. Right? right. It's not all Muslims. Uh-huh. You can't do that. But this guy does this thing, right? <clears throat> which goes directly against the teachings of Jesus, mm-hmm. directly against, like his, so let's say, conservative, Christian, biblical, and errantist theology, which is taught at Founders Churches. Yeah. That you take the words of Jesus literally, you try to follow Jesus literally with your life, mm-hmm. um, and they try to connect it. There's no connection. Because right. if you follow the teachings of Jesus... Guess what you don't do? You don't murder people. Right. If you follow his teachings on human sexuality, guess what you don't do? You don't commit fornication mm-hmm. and idolatry. You don't objectify women. Right. If you follow his teachings on men and women, complementarianism, guess what you don't do? You don't abuse women. Right. You don't objectify them. You treat them as special, yeah. specially created in God's image. Mm-hmm. The connection is insane, and how people are drawing the connection. So I say, man, there is a spiritual component, and what's surprising is how easily these people, like her, that are saying they're Christian, or Jamar Tisby, mm-hmm. um, they don't see, they can't see how they're being they're being used and being played right. by the enemy. Yeah. Hmm. Rant over. <laughs> <laughs> rant over uh the it's it's just it's crazy to me but it goes back into redefining what they're trying what whatever what the culture's doing right redefine historic christianity as hateful bigoted mm-hmm. and dangerous yeah when if we follow the historic teachings of jesus you wouldn't have murder right you wouldn't have adultery you wouldn't have a porn industry mm-hmm. you wouldn't have the disgusting things we see going on on tv you wouldn't have racism um but instead, hey, the Bible, that's the problem, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know, we're, we're, uh, we're on Founders Ministries website. Right. Yeah. Yep. But, again, super easy to get put on that list. Yeah, right. yeah. We're running long, man. Okay. I just got the clock the clock symbol. Did you? <laughs> yeah. You want to shut it down for us? All right. Okay. Well, uh, lots of different things that we've been talking about today, but um, I, 
I think maybe the common thread is use your brain. <laughs> don't just buy into whatever you you read online. Don't don't just jump on the first thing that that you see. Actually, be critical in your thinking. Um, use the logic that God has um, built into this world. He's a God of truth, and we need to be pursuing truth. Um, and that truth is found ultimately in the scriptures. And so I, I hope that today has been helpful for you um, as you've been thinking about some of these issues. Um, many more we could have talked about, but really just wanted to highlight these to help you to, uh, to think from a biblical worldview so that you might be more and more conformed to Christ.